Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. So I thought mainly tonight, Lynn and I talked, I'm going to focus on food because we all love food. And then Lynn is going to focus on resources. Um, So I don't know how many of you already have an Instant Pot and how many of you do not, but it's a wonderful little thing. But one of the great things is you can prepare everything just in one pot. You only have one thing to clean if you don't count the stirring spoon and all that kind of thing. One of the great things to cook in it is eggs. They're not necessarily any faster than if you do them on the stove, but they are so easy to peel. And I think anyone who's done eggs in the Instant Pot has found that out. Another thing that you can do in the Instant Pot and it really turns out well is corn on the cob. I don't know about you, but I love corn on the cob. And for both of these, you have to have some liquid. Those of you who were here last time remember that um, we said that anytime you cook with the Instant Pot, you have to have some liquid in it, okay? For the three-quart, which is the little one, but it's really substantial. You can cook lots of things in it. It has to be at least three-fourths of a cup. For the six-quart, it has to be one cup of liquid. And for the eight-quart, it has to be one-and-a-half cups because it takes that much liquid to help the pot come up to pressure. Okay? Mm-hmm. Jeannie, I have um, a question for you. Sure. Uh-huh. So I've used my Instant Pot one time, and I don't even remember. I mean, it, it turned out. I do know that when I cooked oh, it. Uh, it was it was chicken. I remember that. But anyway, the pan comes I mean, inside. There's like this um, round, like a little rack. With yes. It. Yes. Do I always have to put what I'm cooking on that rack? Nope. 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 In fact, you rarely nope. do. Um, and that's one of the things I am going to talk about. I have that on my little list. Basically, you're going to use that rack if you're fixing something that you want to keep up out of the water. It's recommended, let's say that you're doing a bunch of whole sweet potatoes or whole regular potatoes. Some suggest that you put those on the rack. If you're doing eggs, you put the eggs on the rack and then the water is underneath. And and the rack kind of holds the eggs in place so that they don't all go wandering around and hitting each other and breaking and all that good stuff. So it's very rare that you have to use the rack, but sometimes you may want or need to use it. But no, normally you don't have to use it. And speaking of potatoes, I like to fix them where I cut them up and I always leave the skins on because I'm lazy and I don't want to peel them. I hate to peel potatoes. But if you cut them up into smaller pieces, you can have potatoes for mashed potatoes in 10 minutes or less under pressure. Some recipes say less, and I have done it for less, but I usually do 10 minutes for good measure. But then again, let's say you want a whole baked potato or a whole sweet potato. You can do that under pressure, depending on the size of the potatoes, and you can do more than one, like three or four at the same time. And probably you'd want to put those on the rack, although you don't have to, 20 to 30 minutes. Now, some people love baked potatoes in the Instant Pot. If you just like a soft center and you don't really like to eat the skin, you eat all the goodies out of the skin, that's going to be perfect for you. If you like a crispy skin, 
do it in your air fryer if you have one. Or, or else, if you have an instant pot with the crisper lid, you might be able to do it that way. But you're not going to get a crispy skin in the instant pot. Okay? One thing that I said before that I want to emphasize is if you're doing rice or pasta, you don't use near the amount of water in the instant pot that you do on the stove top. For rice, I like to use one and a fourth cups of water for one cup of rice. Some people just use one cup per one cup, but I like the consistency when I use one and a fourth cups for one cup of rice. And for pasta, if you're doing four cups of pasta, and there are a lot of recipes out there for the six quart that call for four cups of pasta, then you're going to use four cups of liquid. And the liquid can be water or some sort of broth. My favorite broth to use, especially if you're going to use your Instant Pot much at all and you want to be able to flavor with broth, is actually a, a base that comes in a jar called Better Than Bouillon. And oh, yes. It comes in different flavors, chicken, beef, ham, garlic, and you can buy big jars of it at Costco. At our Kroger, the jars are much smaller, but a few weeks ago, before we all ended up staying at home, I went with some friends to Costco, and they had a great big, huge jar of it. I'm like, oh, yes, let's put that in my cart. And so it's just nice because it gives a little more flavor rather than just plain old water if you're cooking a soup or doing some chicken or whatever it might be. Uh, so that's a big advantage. Your chicken, I get lots of questions, and I hear people ask questions about how long do you cook chicken. If it's cut up, it doesn't take as long to cook as it would if it's the whole pieces. And you can even cook the chicken from frozen. Some people will get a bag of the chicken breasts and bring it home and stick them in the Instant Pot and cook them under pressure for 25 minutes, and then they'll just shred them and use them for tacos or barbecued chicken sandwiches or buffalo chicken dip or whatever you want to use shredded chicken for. And a little secret that I learned from one of the YouTubers, and Lynn's going to talk more about the YouTubers in a minute, is if you want, if you have a hand mixer, you can shred your chicken with hand mixer, and that's so much easier than trying to use forks or something like that. If you like potato salad, you can put your potatoes in your Instant Pot right with the water already cut up. You can put your rack in and put your eggs on top and cook your eggs and your potatoes at the same time. So you're only dirtying one pan instead of two. And to me, that's just wonderful. If you like oatmeal, you can do steel cut oats, which really turn out great, or old-fashioned oats. I've done both. And you can put them in and set your Instant Pot and go get dressed or whatever you need to do. So you don't even have to stand around while breakfast is cooking. Um, and I think I've mentioned this before, but dry beans, you don't have to soak those. They do take a while to cook, not as long as they would in the slow cooker or on the stove. And I like them softer than what they turn out when... Uh, you do them by their recipe. I cook mine for about an hour and then let them naturally release for 15 minutes. But you can cook dry beans right in the Instant Pot, and there you go. I have a okay. question, though, Jeannie. Okay, sure. So do you spray your pan before you cook something? Um, do, do things stick in it? You know, that's... That's a very good question. Okay, what I... Take care of is that um, 
Right. You can do it if you want. I don't do it. Um, if you preheat your pan, like let's say you're going to saute something, if you turn it on saute and let it sit there for two or three minutes, the pan is going to get hot. Then I put in my oil and let that get hot, and that doesn't take long at all. And then I add my stuff. Now, you're a lot less likely to have things stick when you do that. But also, remember me saying you need to have liquid? Right. When you first add a little bit of liquid, you want to take your spoon or whatever you're using to stir and do what they call deglaze the bottom of the pan. You're going to make sure that nothing is sticking to the bottom of the pan. And then, assuming that you've done that all over, you know, the bottom of the pan, um, then you should be fine. And usually at that point, I turn off saute if I'm going to add a few more things. Some people leave it on, but it's like, okay, once I have the stuff where it's not sticking, I don't want to take the chance that, that something is going to be stuck again because I don't want that burn signal. And you may have noticed that your instant pot liner is higher in the middle than it is on the sides. So if you're using a recipe that calls for the liquid to be added later after you've put everything else, you want to kind of pour it around the sides so it'll really be around those edges, and that seems to give you better steaming results. Too, so. All right, you do have a question from 760. Uh, yes, uh, uh, Jeannie, can you hear me? Uh-huh. Yep. Okay, my question is, um, I don't have an Instapot, but I'm thinking about getting one. What would what would you recommend uh, for uh, someone? I guess it would depend on how much cooking you would do. Okay. Well, it comes in 3-quart, 6-quart, and 8-quart, and if it's just you and one other person, and I don't know how much you cook, but the three-quart would be great. You can probably fix something for two people and get two meals out of it. That's been my uh, experience. Also, there are some good books out there specifically for the three-quart instant pot, and there's one lady who has lots of recipes. Um, I'm not trying to steal Lynn's thunder, but cooking with Carly, I have found out that a lot of her recipes, which are really good, Although she doesn't say they will fit in the three-quart instant pot, they're small enough that they definitely would, and I have started using the three-quart for her recipes. Also, you can adapt recipes. Most recipes are written for the six-quart, but if you feel it needs to be smaller, you can just cut it in half. However, you do not change time that you cook it under pressure. Very important. Whether you increase the recipe or decrease the recipe, you don't change the time unless you're doing like whole chicken breast and, and weight is, you know, more than like, you know, if you're doing six chicken breasts, you might put those a little longer than four chicken breasts. But normally okay. if you're just doubling or uh, cutting in half the recipe, you still don't change the time. So if there's just you or you and another person, probably a three quart would be good for you, but that's. And if you like having lots of leftovers that you can freeze, though, then you might want to go with the six quart. Now, the six quart—that's a lar- thats the larger of the uh, of the three. Is that correct? It's the middle guy. No, it's it's the mama bear. Uh, the larger oh, okay. is the eight quart. Eight quart, okay. Yeah. So if you have, Alrighty. A, you know, a spouse and six kids and grandkids that come over, you might want to get the eight quart. <laughs> So it just depends on, you know, I do recommend, and I don't know how other people feel about this, I think that the Duo is the best model. I definitely think it's better than the Lux. Um, it has some built-in features 
little convenience features that the Lux doesn't have, and I think it's very accessible. There are some models, the Ultra is one, where they have a knob, and I don't think it's, it's like a scrolling knob, so I think that would be difficult for people, especially who have no vision. But the Duo seems to be tried and true. Okay. Yeah, Thank I like you. that one. Yeah. Beanie, what happens when, I've heard this so many times and read it, when it burns, you know, the burning, not alarm. When you get or, the burn signal? Yeah. Would you, first, can you tell that it's going, like, is there something? Yes, you can. Because okay. what it does is it never quite gets to pressure, although the other, I've had a couple incidences where it went beep for I'm up to pressure, but then it gave me the burn signal. The burn signal is a few beeps that are a little lower in pitch than the single beep that says you're under pressure. So what happens if you get that, you have to take your lid off, and generally the pressure hasn't built up, so you can take it off. Because remember, it won't come off if the pressure is built up. But you take your lid off, and generally you have to at least add a little more liquid and then get your spoon in there and scrape that bottom. I had it happen with chili once, and for some reason, yes, it was sticking to the bottom of the pot. I was not happy, but I added a little more liquid and stirred that in, and then I was able to um, put the lid back on, and it was able to come to pressure and cook okay. Um, and in our group, the All-Tech um, all Small Kitchen Electric, I think maybe it was Lynn, I can't remember, someone posted a link one day to an article that talks about all the different reasons that you might get the boom signal. Okay, uh, my question was about reaching enough, getting the pressure up so that it uh -huh. seals. I've never had this problem. I've seen it happen to people, um, but I grew up with pressure cookers anyway. Um, so can you, can you give me an idea why that might happen is other than water? You say not enough water, maybe? Generally, it's either not enough liquid or the way things were put in, something is really sticking to the bottom of it. That's why you want to have your thinnest liquids at the bottom and you want to deglaze the pot if you've been sautéing because you don't want anything stuck to the bottom of that liner. Somehow or other, it knows. So that's why it's really important to make sure that you have enough liquid and that nothing is stuck to the bottom of the pot. The pressure won't build all the way up if you have a burn signal, and it won't build all the way up if you don't have enough liquid, and if you forgot to put the pressure valve over to sealing and it's still inventing, all your pressure is going to be so it won't build up. Done that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Me too, once. Is there a resource, like a cheat sheet somewhere that tells us how long we can cook you know, how long it normally takes a pasta or a chicken or, I mean, I'm so used to cooking and I just know how long to cook certain things in the oven and how long to, you know what I mean? I do know what you mean. And yes, there are. There are little magnetic sheets that you can put up on your refrigerator that come with some of the sets of accessories. Is and there something what? on They're the computer? Is there any website that are available? That you could chat. Do you know Pinterest. a where they actually have charts? Pinterest has them. A lot of times, Pinterest things aren't accessible for us. No, they're not. Nope. This is Len. No, they're not. Hmm. So, we'll have to check um, on that, Cindy. 
This is Lynn. I know that Meredith Lawrence, if you guys are familiar with the Blue Dean Chef, um, I know that she has charts in her books. Um, but I was what I was thinking of doing because she does have different charts, and I looked on her website and they're not accessible. I was thinking of writing to her and explaining why it would be great if her charts were accessible because she does have pressure cooker charts. That would be good. Just Go for it, Lynn. <laughs> Me? Okay. Um, the first um, the first YouTube channel and website that I want to talk about is Pressure Luck, P-R-E-S-S-U-R-E-L-U-C-K, cooking.com. If Jeffrey can do it, you can do it. And... This guy, three years ago, started blogging about the Instant Pot and had a YouTube channel. He is extremely descriptive and funny, and his recipes on his website are extremely accessible, and uh, he really comes up with some creative recipes. Uh, one recipe he just came out with is beef stroganoff with shells, pasta shells with ground beef. And I have all the stuff to make it because I really want to try it. And one of his secret ingredients is what's called borson cheese. And he almost uses that like cream cheese and he puts that in at the end and it's so good. Another blog and YouTube channel is 365 Days of Slow Cooking and Pressure Cooking by Karen Peterson. What I like about her recipes are that she uses pretty much everyday ingredients and she uh, doesn't, it, her recipes are not, you know, strange and, and weird and uh, they're very everyday user-friendly recipes and I have tried a lot of her recipes and I have had a lot of success. Um, she does have good videos on YouTube and I know she was going to come out with an instant pot book, but I don't think she has yet. Uh, another uh, website in YouTube is Simply Happy Foodie and I like a lot of her stuff. Um, Again, her YouTube videos are very good and descriptive. Another recipe site and YouTube is Frida, F-R-I-E-D-A, lovesbread.com. And she has a recipe on her website for vanilla extract. And it uses cheap vodka. You don't have to go out and buy expensive vodka. You just use 1.75 liters of vodka, 10 vanilla beans, and you open the beans up and scrape the seeds out, put the pods and the beans and the vodka in the pot, set it at high pressure for 60 minutes, allow it to naturally release, which means don't do anything for 60 minutes, and then after you sterilize your jars, you put the vanilla in the jars with the bean in each jar. And you basically let it set for about a week or two weeks, and you got vanilla extract. And that's on her website. 
Oh, Jean just told me about this one, and it's Lemonade Mom. Lemonade yeah. Mom. I, yeah, I haven't tried her stuff, but it looks interesting. And so those are some resources that I have. I'm trying to remember if there are any more. No, that's what I have. And I want to add to what Lynn said today. Lynn and I were talking about this. These people who've written books, and some of them are accessible, I guess, and some are not. You you were going to talk about Rutitude, um, and yeah. they're not accessible. But I went to Amazon because I told Lynn that what we should do is, for those of us who have Bookshare, um, request that Bookshare put some of these books on their website. They do have a lot of Instant Pot recipes but not from the bloggers. And you'll be interested to know that when I was looking at another book, you know how on Amazon it'll say, see bestsellers in, you know, pressure cooking. So I went and Jeffrey's book from Pressure Luck Cooking is the number one bestseller. So I thought that was real interesting. And it's it's also on, uh, it's already on Bookshare and it's on Bart. Oh, okay. See, I, had- I wrote to Jeffrey. I wrote to Jeffrey, and I explained to him. And so he must have jumped on the ball and got it rolling. Well, good deal. I, Jeannie, good I have boy. A, another question. Um, okay. I'm not sure which version or whatever model I have. I have a six-quart. It is not Wi-Fi or Bluetooth or anything like that. It does have a whole lot of settings, like... Uh, 12 different ones. Uh, yes. Uh-huh. It's got the rice and porridge and yogurt and whatever. Oh, cool. Um, uh, so I'm curious, uh, do you ever use the rice setting to make your rice or do you just follow a, you know, a recipe and just... I use the rice setting sometimes if I'm making a rice dish. Like I adapted my pork fried rice to the Instant Pot. And for that, it works out really well if I just use the rice setting. When you use the rice setting, it's cooking uh, under low pressure instead of high pressure, which is why it's going to take about 12 minutes for white rice, where if you cook rice under high pressure, it's only going to take about five or six minutes. Um, But I like the way my pork fried rice comes out when I use the rice setting. I hardly use any of the others. I use saute. I use my rice setting occasionally. I use my yogurt setting if I'm making yogurt. And sadly, the last couple of times I've made yogurt, it hasn't turned out right. Not sure why that is. Um, but most of the time, I just use the high pressure and set my time. And and also, I've, one thing I wanted to say earlier about your other questions, Cindy, it's kind of like the stove. Once you get used to some of these things, oh, yeah. Um, You'll, you'll know how long to cook it. Um, recently on our Facebook group, and for those of you who don't know about that, it's all, A-L-L, Tech, T-E-X-T, Small Kitchen Electric. Um, but somebody posted a chicken pad thai recipe and posted it as a dump and go where you just throw everything in and set it. And Yeah, and it's really good. I, I use that one because it's That is one of my favorite meals in the whole wide world. Yeah, well, what is it? Uh, yes. It's on our website, chicken pad thai, and um, chicken pad thai. Oh, I love yeah. that. Yeah, but um, anyway, the recipe just said to dump everything in. And then I think it said like cook it for it was either six minutes or ten minutes. But I'm thinking, okay, that's not long enough for raw chicken. So the only little minor change I made was I sautéed my chicken first, 
And then I knew that it would be nice and done. You know, I cut it up into small pieces and sauteed it. And then I knew it would be done when the rest of the recipe was done. Because when you're cooking things with multiple ingredients, you want to try to get things that are going to have about the same amount of cooking time. You know, you don't want your... Um, chicken to be part way done and your noodles to be mushy, you know. What so you say the chicken should be on the bottom anyway, shouldn't it? The chicken should be on the bottom, yes. Yeah, but I figured. As a rule. Hey, what time I did this to... meeting start? We just got in. Hmm. <laughs> so we we got in it. We got in late because of Cindy. Me. Um, uh, oh, hello, my, Cindy. Hi. My my computer froze up and I had to restart, and so. Uh, as I was coming in here to start the meeting. So we got started late, but it it was supposed to start at 7 Eastern. Yeah. We got in, the, we, we've happens. been in here since 7.20 Eastern. Oh, oh okay. It's okay, it happens. Well, we're a little late. We're all here. <laughs> but, but Cindy, unlike you, I, what hard, what's hard for me to get started with something new like that is I can, I can always image myself like, being hungry and ruining a bunch of food before I get the hang of it. And then once I get the hang of it, I have no problem. You know, it's just how you adapt and stuff. And I I don't like to spend the money, but you'll, I think with all the things that I've read over time, I have the duo. And so that's Mm -hmm. not, you know, that's that um, just has buttons. But I noticed that most of the recipes a lot of them are using manual settings and high. And that the, where I see the changes are probably more whether or not you do a quick release or a slow release. Okay, and let me talk about the quick release or slow release, and this might help you a little bit. Um, if you're doing something like a roast or pork chops or something like that, you probably want to at least do a slow release for part of the time or what they call a natural release for at least five or ten minutes. If, however, you are doing um, a chicken dish, you can do a quick release. For most meats, they say not to quick release, but for chicken, you can. I haven't had a problem with that. And if you're doing something that has a lot of sauce, like a pasta dish or something like that, and I think Sandy from uh, Simply Happy Foodie is the one that talked about this, but you do what's called a controlled quick release. And I don't, I feel comfortable putting my finger at the edge of the little valve. I'm, I'm away from the steam, you know, I'm at the outside of the pot. But anyway, whether you do it with your finger or a gloved hand or a spoon, you just at first gradually just release a little pressure at a time. And then when you feel fairly certain that just steam is coming out, you know, because obviously we're not going to stick our hand up there to see if there's any sauce coming out. But when you feel fairly certain that it's just steam, then you can push it all the way to the um, vent and let the rest of the steam come out. So, again, it depends on what you're cooking. And a lot of recipes, you know, if they want you to do a natural release for a certain amount of of time, they will say that. really use these resources, the YouTubes especially. Those people are so good, and it's rare of ever that I've had anything that I've tried from them not come out. When I got my Instant Pot, I didn't use it for three and a half months, and I kind of vowed that January of 2019 I was going to start, and I did on New Year's Day, and my first thing didn't exactly turn out wonderful, but it was my fault. Um, 
But I got obsessed. I was obsessed for about six months, and every day I was looking at YouTube videos and and recording them so I could go back and listen to them. And um, and and most of what I've learned has just been from those videos and then reading some from different books. But this is something I, I have some questions. Can I? Uh-huh. I have a, can I input? Hello? Sure. Okay, I just wanted to, uh, those of you who use YouTube, um, you know, um, you may realize you don't have to always see the pictures that they have there. What I find is that the YouTubers are better, give you more information in their explanations, like as if they weren't doing it video Anyway, so okay, you I just answered one the, question. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's as if they did it for us, right? Because I can't I know, see it. Yeah, all. yeah, exactly. They're Especially very, Jeffrey. Well, oh, yeah, Jeffrey so is good. along with them. Yes. Yeah. So uh, when we're we're late to this meeting, and I'm sorry, but we probably missed a lot that you covered. But um, uh, do any of you use your instant pot with the uh, iPhone? Yes. And um, how does that work? Is the app pretty good? I mean, does it... Yes. If you say chicken, it'll uh, turn it on and cook it and turn no, it off no. you, or what does it do? No, 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 no. You, okay. you have to know the recipe that you're doing. Yeah. And then you have to set the time that you need, and you have to, you know, do it like that. It's... It's, you have to, and, and I don't even know if they make that model anymore. Um, well, could you set the time, like on your talking timer, and then turn it off by, I don't know, unplugging it or something? No, you, no, no. no. You have to set it on the Instant Pot directly. And if the Bluetooth, you let's say you're going to do, uh, uh, I don't know, beef stroganoff or something. You go into the app, and you go into your dashboard, and you you find manual, and then you click on that, and then you um, you're gonna set your time. So you go up there, and it says time, and you double tap on that, okay. and then you're gonna set uh, I don't know thirty minutes, 20, ten minutes, minutes, whatever. Yeah, right. Then done, and then you're gonna go down and hit start. Okay. And then you'll hear a beep, and it starts. And you don't you don't think they sell that model anymore? You know, I haven't seen it. This is gold okay. And I heard you know, I, I was told a week or last year when I was buying one, I was trying to get the Bluetooth version, and I was told they no longer made it. Well, I'm sure somebody does. Somebody, I mean, it might not be an instant pot, but it might be something like it. Uh, I don't Gold. know. I haven't Gold heard Hart, of any. Goldheart okay. would like to say something. Go. Oh, I'm sorry. The lady's correct. They no longer make the Bluetooth model. I had a couple of questions. I have the Wi-Fi model, and I was wondering if anybody knew of any resources uh, to help you set it up. Yeah, there's a six-port oh, Wi-Fi model. There's only Wi-Fi one Wi-Fi model. So I bought the Wi-Fi. Wait, is it, are we talking about the same? Not accessible at all, and got so frustrated. I gave it to my daughter for Christmas, and then I bought the manual one. Oh wow! Because it because it has tactile buttons on it, and and now yeah. So does the manual one. Okay, and now you can the use the Alexa. Wi-Fi was. 
and um, Google, and they also have an app. The there's a different app you have to download called Remote or something like that. So if you, I I haven't I haven't well, tried it. Would it be to uh, would like you could label your you could like make a sheet in Braille of the numbers like the ones going down or whatever. So you could look at your sheet and consult it, and then you'd have to memorize I guess the menus that come next when you press this. This thing's happened. Is that what you have to do now to use it successfully? Uh, uh, who's the uh, question? Jeannie, go for it. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, now, now I don't have one that runs with either Wi-Fi or the phone. I do know okay. that um, a week or two ago when we had one of our meetings, I had talked to a guy at Instant Pot earlier that day um, because mm-hmm. I had gotten a question about the Wi-Fi and he said that they, being Instant Pot, were having a problem and they were fixed, trying to fix it. But if you can't use the Wi-Fi portion, you can still use the buttons on the front um, and use the Instant Pot, you know, by pushing those buttons. Okay, what I have done, and I realize not everybody uses Braille, and I do understand that. Exactly, but I want to know, yeah. Yeah, but what I did is, um, in my case, I did make a Braille card where I have the buttons that are in the first column on the left and then uh-huh. the second column. But the, once you start using it, like I, I rarely if ever have to refer to that card because I know on my pot, bottom right is pressure cook, bottom right. left is saute. Um, uh-huh. To the right of saute, the top button is minus. If I'm going to set my time and to the right of that is plus if I have to go up on my time. Um, so... Once you start using it, because I don't use all those others. like. But at first, you're going to need to know where they are and what they do. How about the menus that come up after you press a certain button? What do you do about that? These, they don't really have menus. Um, Oh, okay. You you hit high, like if I'm going to cook spaghetti like I did for lunch today, um, I hit saute, I let it get hot, I put in my oil. Then I, when it's hot, I kind of swirl it around. I put in my onions and my meat, and I brown that. And then I turn off saute and um, keep warm and off is the second button from the right on the bottom. And so I hit that, and then I put in my other stuff, put on my lid, hit that right-hand button, which is pressure cook. And then I go to my minus and push it until I know it's down to 10 minutes of pressure cooking. And in a few seconds, it beeps, and a little while later, I have a nice pot of spaghetti. Well, okay, so you said you you go down till you hit 10 minutes. What's the default? What's the first thing? Uh, the default is 35 minutes. Oh, wow. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. And, and it remembers what you used the last time, and different models are different ways. On mine, if you push and hold the keep warm button for 10 seconds, it puts it back to the default settings. I know the last time we were talking about that and some other people said theirs were different. But anyway, in your manual, and the manuals are online, it should tell you how to get it back to the default settings. Well, it is doable then, even if yeah. there isn't yeah. a Wi-Fi or, yeah. or yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't have one. I'm just kind yeah, of thinking about it. Jeannie, I have <laughs> another question. Uh-huh. And after the last time you guys did, well, no, the first one, I think it was with the uh, AirPod air fryer i bought the lid for the instant pot the air fryer huh? i still haven't used that either by the way but it looks great <laughs> <It's my answer. laughs> 
I plan to. I just haven't gotten it out of the box Oh, my yet. gosh. It's just crazy. Yeah. But it looks amazing, actually. Oh. Um, yeah. but, I'll tell you, the best thing in an air fryer is soft pretzels. But, I, <laughs> but my question is, there are a lot of, um, uh, it, what's the word I'm looking for? Things they sell, you know, that you can cook in inside. Accessories. Accessories. There's yeah. a word. Darn it. You know it's late, you guys. It's okay. The more consensus. Um, um, can you use things like just foil inside of that Instant Pot or, a, you know, another, like a small loaf pan or can you use those things? Um, in- if it'll fit, you can use it. And some people will use glass dishes that are oven safe in it. Yeah. I do not. I have heard some tales of the glass battering in the oh. Instant Pot because it's not made to be put under pressure. Right. But so, so I just steer clear of glass. Um, you can also get, and they're wonderful, um, stackable pans uh, for the Instant oh, yeah. Pot that are made specifically for it. Um, some people, and I haven't made it yet, I need to make cheesecakes in their pots, and you can either get springform pans uh-huh. or what they call push-bottom pans um, yeah. to make your cheesecakes in. One thing I do, in ter- they call it pot cooking is I will put whole potatoes on the bottom of, and this is on the Six Sisters stuff website is where I originally got it, but I'll put whole potatoes on the bottom of my Instant Pot and some water, of course, and then I'll make a meatloaf and stick it in my larger stackable pan and put the lid on and set it right on top of the potatoes, and I set it on my rack that has the handles because that way it'll be easy to lift the pan out, and I just cook it all under pressure for 30 to 35 minutes and the potatoes are done enough that I can go in and mash them, and and the meatloaf is cooked to perfection, and yum yum. And you don't need to add water in the the pan with the meatloaf, right? It's the steam from the no, correct. it's the steam from the potatoes. Okay. Yeah, the steam from the water. Gotcha. Cooking okay. the the meatloaf. Okay, I have a question and a statement about using foil. That's the down and dirty way. If you don't have the rack to lift something out. You can fold and make like these tabs for out of uh, foil. Right, you make can a do sling. that to make uh-huh. a sling. That's the word. Yeah, I was looking for that word too. Now, my, <laughs> my tough words, accessories, sling. You know, yeah. <laughs> I know it's really tough. I'm, I'm old. What do you want? What do you yeah, expect? me too. Anyway. <laughs> me too. Um, but what about uh, those? What about, pla- those, those what about pans that feel like rubber? With um, silicone, a, silicone. Can silicone. You, yes, that's silicone. right. I couldn't think of the word. Yeah. I actually have a <laughs> silicone rack, and it has little handles that um, fasten uh-huh. over the top. And when uh-huh. I do a whole chicken in the instant pot, I put it on that silicone rack, and then I can just lift the whole thing out. And even if it falls okay. apart, it stays together. Yeah, it's yeah. all in one spot. So what? And then I have the rack is made out. for the pot, or did you buy it somewhere <laughs> else? Uh, the there, the the pot comes with a metal rack that has handles. If you get the six quart, the three quart, the rack doesn't have handles, but you can still use the rack. But the silicone rack or trivet or whatever you want to call it, yes. you have to buy that separately. But it's wonderful. I love mine. Yeah, I, I, oh, I do yeah. too. Are the stackables um, metal that you meant? They are, and they and and you can actually put two of them in at the same time and they have a little rack that goes around them and that holds them together and you just have to make sure you have water in the bottom of your pot and you can cook things in those pans. 
one or two. No, wait, you put, but you put those. You always put the pot in, and you put you put the rat the frame with the two the stackable pans inside that, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then with so food in each can, pan. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you yeah, always, yeah. Um, anytime you put anything in your instant pot, you want to make sure the liner is in there. People yeah. have killed their instant pots by oh. pouring stuff in, and it's like, oh no, the liner wasn't in there. So, anyway. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's just stupid. You know, I well, it happened to you until I yeah. did it, and then I'm like, oh, I don't believe I just did that because I'd hear stories and I think, oh no, who's going to do that, right? You know, and I, I, I did it. So there you go. Lynn and I, I bought. Did, did you ruin your pot, or did you have to? What you do? Turn it off fast enough, or what? One of them, I turned it off fast enough and turned it anyway. Let everything drain out. It was a little oil that I had put in there without the liner. And I waited a few days later, and my husband and I tested it outside to make sure it wasn't going to go up in flames or anything. Uh-huh. And and that's the one I'm still using. Uh, my three quart. I was going to make mashed potatoes, and they recommend when you make mashed potatoes that before you mash them, you remove the pot. Because you know how you have that little thing in the middle that can move up and down? If you mash right. them while that the liner is in there, that could possibly damage that. So I had moved my pot, but then when I went to put my stick of butter, yeah, I know. Anyway, when I went to put my whole stick of butter in the pot of potatoes, instead of putting it in the liner with the potatoes, for some stupid reason, don't know where my mind was, I'm getting old too, I dropped it in my liner. So I did ruin that one. It was still hot, and the butter kind of melted through the whole thing. Anyway, it was it was sad. And I didn't even realize it right away until suddenly I had this big puddle of butter under my pot. It's like, oh, man, what happened? And then I realized, no wonder I had to keep adding to my potatoes. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Happens to the best of us. Don't ever set your Instant Pot on the stove. If you accidentally oh, no. on the butter, oh. it will melt the bottom. Who would do that? People it, it happens because people yeah. like me don't have a lot of places to put it. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, you don't think and you do it and then it happens. Yeah. Jeannie, did you want me to mention Rutitude? Sure. Um, there's one more resource. Now, her books, um, the website is called Rutitude, R-O-O-T-I-T-O-O-T dot com. Now, her books, you can only purchase them from that site. They are not accessible. I have tried to work with them to get the books accessible, but it hasn't happened yet. But her web, her recipes are very easy to follow, the ones on her site. She even has a cheesecake. I haven't tried her cheesecake. I have tried a cheesecake, but not hers. But that is a good site, and it is accessible. But her books, I have her two books. They're in print, but they're not accessible on Kindle, and they're not on Bookshare yet. And unfortunately, she has passed away. I learned that from Lynn. She died. And there are, I think we mentioned this before, but there are several Instant Pot Facebook groups, if you're interested in joining any of those, um, Six Sisters stuff is another one that I like. And the books that they have written are written as being by, quote, six 
sister's stuff. Because so, I looked that up on Amazon today, too. But the main lady that does the Instant Pot stuff, her name is Kristen Hills. She's one of the six sisters. But she does a good job, too. And if anybody is on a special diet, such as vegetarian or gluten-free, they do have Instant Pot books for those as well. Yes, they do have a lot of Instant Pot books for vegetarians. A lot of them are, a lot of them are Indian cuisine and things like that. And um, I have cooked some dishes with that. Um, You can find some on Bookshare for Instant Pot for vegetarian cuisine. Does anybody else have any questions? Well, and again, I encourage you to join Alltech Small Kitchen Electric. And if you have any questions, you can ask them there. Or if you want to post any recipes, we love to get recipes. Right now, and, and there we address all different small kitchen appliances. I checked the other day, and I think we have around 34 or 35 recipes for the Instant Pot. And then we have some for air fryer and slow cooker and microwave and the good old-fashioned hand mixer and blender. I think maybe one or two for Vitamix. And so, anyway, feel free to join. When is it? When's your next one, uh, session? Might as well plug it. <laughs> hey, Jeannie, how would you compare using, because uh, I've never wanted to use a pressure cooker, but uh, is using an Instapot kind of similar to using a pressure cooker, but, of course, a lot safer? Uh, well, it is a pressure cooker. It, yeah. The pot is actually what's called a multi-cooker, and right. the pressure cooker, which is what most people use, is just one of the many ways you can use it. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't like it for slow cooking because the heat mm-hmm. uh, comes up from the bottom where on an actual slow cooker, the heat goes around the sides, and right. so it does cook differently. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I love my instant pots. I I use them I do too. all the time now. My stove is pretty much more of a, a work area, prep area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess what I mean is like the old timey fresher cookers with those weights on them and everything. <laughs> those things scare the heck out of me. No, 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 no. <laughs> the, the new ones they have like ten or eleven built in safety features. Mm-hmm. So no worries. Well, guys, we managed to stretch this out to an hour, even though we got a late start. How about that? <laughs> I want to know, Jeannie and Lynn, are you guys willing to come back in a couple of weeks and talk about something else? Of course, sure. we are. Wasn't <laughs> <laughs> so, that nice? I spoke for both of us. So I mean, my, you could do air fryer or whatever. Well, we've done the air yeah. fryer, but we could oh, do have it you? Again. Okay, I missed yeah, that. that doesn't All right. mean we couldn't do it again, and... I'm, and I'll say that that one with the small kitchen appliances, that was really very well received. So Yeah, that um, sounds really, I'm just yeah, it was. So, so we it, can do that again, whatever people want. Yeah, you, we can do, do guys, it. What do you guys want? Have you guys done a crock pot one? Of course, everybody has. What are those? No, but that doesn't mean we couldn't do one. We haven't, but we could. When you guys are figuring it out and you're done, I have an air fryer question if there's time. Okay. I'm going to let you ask your air fryer question, and then I'm going to let these ladies chat and email me what they want to do uh, for their next one for, it'd probably be on May 5th or 13th, I think it would be, um, which is great because I have you guys kind of going back and forth between you and Sheila Young, who does her recipe swap, right. and right. It, it's kind of working out nicely. So you guys can let me know. Why don't you ask your air fryer question, and then we're going to end this call because I'm trying to also uh, listen to another call that started already <laughs> doing it on my phone, so I'm trying to multitask here. Oh, jeez. Uh, 
Um, and and um, yeah, my my question about the the air fryer versus uh, using a convection oven uh, is how much different is that? Well, I have an air fryer that has a convection oven in it, and they are different. I think on the air fryer, the fan runs a little higher. It does. Um, yeah. It does sound oh, different when you're using the air fryer versus the convection. Wait a minute. I'm confused because I thought an air fryer, that's what it is, is convection. It, it is. And, but but a, a, a convection oven is bigger. And so the air in the fryer, is, you know, has a smaller surface to uh, heat, mm -hmm. and it does it faster. Yeah, ah, kind of like a convection oven on steroids. Huh? Kind of like a convection oven on steroids. Okay, so because your you has a smaller uh, area to warm. Yeah. yeah. I hey, I used I used uh, convection ovens, um, making and en part engine parts in the in early 80s so and they're like you're talking about 550 degrees and stuff so the concept's been there for a long time and but um you know the trick is that you have good circulation and that's now you give me a reason i might even buy one oh wow okay yeah that's a good point all right so, you guys thank you Thank you so much, everybody, actually, for being so understanding. And uh, Jeannie and Lynn, please accept my apology for not... Oh, absolutely no problem, Cindy. Um, Cindy, you're going to need a vacation when everybody... Yeah, I don't know how she does it. Every day she's got a couple. I, she needs time so she can cook for herself. <laughs> you know what? This is just such a joy for me, um, but I, I do plan to someday take a vacation. <laughs> I'm bad. We know the method in your madness. You know, yeah, why not? All right. All right, you yeah. guys, After take the care. virtual convention. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. So we'll, we'll see you guys hopefully on some of the events tomorrow. Take care. Thank you so much. See you tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Bye.